Welcome to another episode of Saturday Java with Jason, where we bring on great guests and have awesome conversations. I have my black coffee. <sighs> Let's welcome our guest for today. I'm here with Kristen Jaslowitz. She's a fellow podcaster host, and her podcast is Gut Instinct, where she has guests on to talk about listening to your gut instinct where maybe it is not your first guess, your first instinct, but sometimes when you go with your gut, it kind of feels right and turns out to be correct. Is that kind of right, Kristen? Yeah, I think we can often second guess it. So, yeah. And by the way, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I think that with gut instincts, it can just be a feeling that comes to us kind of before, like a reaction before the thought comes to our head. And then when our thoughts come to mind, it's easy to suppress that first kind of feeling that we had. And I think that happens a lot. And I'm trying to figure out maybe some ways of not suppressing it so much or recognizing it when it happens that this is a gut instinct and it's not maybe a past memory experience that I'm reacting to or something and that I should be going with this. I think it can be confusing sometimes. Now, what one good thing is when you go out, even for somebody that's young and they're teens right now, you can go on a blind date and you could have that feeling of, I'm not sure if I want to go. This person might not be right for me. That could be your gut instinct telling you, hey, look, don't go. I think so. I think sometimes we can mix up fear with gut instinct and we can get in our heads sometimes. So I don't know. I I know some people that might approach a blind date with, I'm not sure I want to go or I don't really know this person and and things like that. And sometimes there can be a fear response with that. And what I've been learning from the guests that I've had on my show is that when it's a true gut instinct, there's no fear. You just kind of have this feeling and you really just kind of know like, this, this is really how I should go with this. And the other kind of common thing that they say about gut instincts is you can't really explain it. it's like, I'm not sure why, but I know this is what I should be doing. And I can't explain why I don't really know why, but there's kind of no doubt and no fear when it comes to it being a true gut instinct. That seems to be a common thread through all the different guests that I've had on my show that talk about the subject. And there's stories out there that people that they buy a ticket to like a cruise and they decide not to go. 
And then come to find out either people get sick on that cruise or in the fate of the Titanic, it sinks. Right. And, and I have had, I always think of that as like, this is an urban legend. The person that goes to the airport that's never been afraid of flying and then says, I can't get on the plane and they have no idea why, and they don't get on the plane and it crashes. And, and, but I have had a guest on that said, I was telling my parents I didn't want to go to school that day. I didn't know why. I just knew something bad was going to happen if I went to school. And she was in high school. And of course, her parents made her go to school that day. And she got into a car accident. And so I I really do think that there are times there are kind of warning signs that it's easy for us to suppress because science we we can't really think about like wow can we really predict the future <laughs> like that doesn't seem right we can't how can we explain that we know something is going to happen so it can it can be really easy to just be like, well, what am I talking about? I paid for this cruise in full. I like, why wouldn't I be going on it? So it is, it's really interesting to talk to people that actually do follow through on those feelings versus a, a lot of people just not doing it. And then what the consequences are of, well, then I ended up in an accident. And there's a lot of things, not just gut feelings, but just coincidences. I heard of one thing where a guy bought a ticket and he overslept. He got to the airport and they didn't let him on the plane and he was having a fit and stuff. They said, well, what we can book you to the next flight. And that was one of the planes that hit the Twin Towers on 9-11. So if he yeah. missed, if if he got on that plane, he wouldn't be here. So right. it's there's things coincidences. There's the gut instinct. There's a lot of things that could change the track of your life. You just have sure. to learn. You just have to learn to accept it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think there are times that gut instincts are telling us things that we might not want to go with or believe. So it's no, I worked really hard for this vacation. I'm going on it. I don't care what kind of feeling I got. I saved my hard earned money to go on this cruise. And when we're invested that much sometimes in the outcome, it's very easy to just dismiss it and kind of bury it and yeah it's it can it's really interesting and fascinating to learn different people's experiences with it what's the so what episode are you on with your podcast then oh let's see that's a good question i think i just published episode eight so out of those eight episodes you must have had some really cool guests so far then I have. I've had some fascinating guests, some friends, again, that just have some really fascinating 
gut instinct stories to tell and what some of those outcomes are, as well as guess like, what does a hypnotherapist have to say about gut instincts and a gut health functional medicine expert that talks about just kind of gut health and gut as the second brain science. And what is science really telling us about our gut and decision-making, our emotional regulation through our vagus nerve that really does happen at the gut level. So it really is interesting that these feelings kind of really do stem from our gut where most of our emotions are truly generated. And it really, the gut has its own nervous system, the enteric nervous system, and it has a bi-directional communication with the brain. So it's not just the brain sending signals down to the gut. The gut sends signals back to the brain and the brain responds based on that, and which is a little different from the signals that go through our central nervous system, which is more one way. So it really is like a second brain. So it's fascinating to learn more about the science of it in that way as well. So people say you think with your brain, people say you think with your heart, and then people also could say you think with your gut then. So you actually have three brains in your system? Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because I don't have the episode published yet, but I did interview a guest not too long ago that mentioned and she did talk about there being three brains and they're exactly what you said, kind of the mind brain, what we think of as our brain, the heart brain and the gut brain. So she she did bring up the, the three that you just mentioned. And I do think that we we do have a tendency to think and feel through all of those elements of our, our body. And it's kind of when we think about kind of the physical being, the spiritual being, the mental, emotional being that that we're more com- complex. There are more complex systems within us than we than we always tend to think of traditionally. Yeah, the human body is one complex engine, I guess you could say, <laughs> because sure. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are working together. And yet there's a lot of things working against each other in the human body. Like we do have the emotional engine, which is the heart, because people complain about heartbreak. And then people complain against, oh, my my mind was playing tricks on me. But when you think about it, the, the gut, the stomach, that's its own complex thing, too, because you can generate ulcers by just eating food that is natural. If you eat too much acidity, acidity food, you can actually get ulcers from that. And yeah. if you, and that's the thing, like it doesn't affect anything but your stomach. So your stomach is very sensitive. Your heart's sensitive. Your mind is sensitive. But yet, there's still 
strong muscles and your body is just one complex machine. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are very complicated. can be hard to figure it all out. So now what do you do? What do you tell somebody that says, oh, I don't listen to my gut because it's never right. It's always wrong. What do you tell the person, the naysayers? Yeah, I I think it's it is really easy to to have that line of thinking of my my gut always steers me wrong. But my I guess my question to that would be is it really your gut steering you wrong or is that what you're thinking it is? And I think of if you're at a dinner dinner party and you're in conversation with someone and you realize you just get this feeling this person's lying to me right now and you just kind of you have no reason to think you're being lied to but you just kind of you just kind of know it and I think we we all kind of have that feeling when we when we know something like that is happening to us. And I think when people say like, oh, I don't go with my gut. Whenever I go with my gut, I pick the wrong partner or something. And one thing that it was ex- how it was explained to me is a lot of times people think they're going with their gut. And what they're really doing is going with their desire. Oh, well, I want this partner because I don't want to be single right now. And they do all these really cool things and they're really nice looking and hot. But I that that feeling, that that kind of low register, soft voice coming down from the gut that might be kind of nagging at me a little bit like but there's something not quite right oh no no I'm going with my gut here I'm gonna I'm gonna continue seeing this person and a lot of times it's not until hindsight that you realize well I always kind of knew something was off and something was wrong but I wanted this outcome and I was really going with my desire. And I think we sometimes justify it to ourselves and our friends that I'm just going with my gut when we're really not. And that's what I think happens with the naysayers. And I also think it can be tricky with past experiences. So we all just in the human experience, we've all experienced trauma. Some people, they talk about big T trauma and little T trauma and different things. Obviously, there's all different experiences on different levels of severity with that. But with that said, there can be things that kind of come up that cue you into a feeling that feels like it's coming from your gut saying, respond and react in this way, when it's really that sympathetic nervous system response of fight, flight, freeze, 
avoid this situation, go get away from it. This is a threat. And your nervous system has this implicit memory of when this type of situation happens, here's what your response needs to be. That's not a gut instinct. That's a nervous system implicit memory that's trying to protect you. And it's kind of reflexive of getting to your sympathetic nervous system. We're perceiving a threat. The last time something like this happened, this is how it kind of went down. And we're, it's not always the same situation. So if you can give it a pause and really feel where you're feeling that. And one guest explained it really nicely to me where she said, when I'm being cued from a past memory experience, then if I really do a body scan, I'm feeling maybe tightness in my neck and in my shoulders. Some people might feel it in their back or get their jaw clenches up or something. And she was saying, when I get more of a gut intuition feeling, I feel it in my gut. And sometimes for her, it kind of rises up to her heart and there might be an opening. Go for it or more of a closing, like a stricture of retreat from it. But when it's coming as a gut, coming on as a gut instinct, her, the body parts where she tends to hold her stress, like her neck and shoulders, don't get that signal as much. It's more at that gut level. So I think it can be tricky to think, is this a gut instinct? Is this kind of my programming in my head and my mind chatter? telling me this is how this is going to work out. Don't do this. Um, is it a fear response? Is it a past memory or is it a gut instinct? And I think the, the naysayers might be confusing a gut instinct, what they're thinking is a gut instinct to truly be something else. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Now, okay. Is that the same thing where you're walking down the street at night and you feel like something is behind you and you turn around and there's nothing there? Would you consider that a gut instinct where the hair on the back of your neck stands up? That's a tricky one when you say like you turn around and you realize that there truly is nothing there. So then you're kind of like, well, wait a minute. Is that a gut instinct? It could be a gut instinct saying kind of get out of here even when you turn around and there's nothing here. This is not a safe place for you to be right now. But I also do wonder, is that something more like that nervous system response of we've had this stereotype programming of the dark street at night when don't be walking down this dark street at night alone and is that just something that we've heard enough time that we kind of cue ourselves into that response so that's a tough one and with that I might say well maybe protect yourself and 
adhere to the side of caution and move to a better lit street rather than it, wait and see what plays out. Because it could be a deja vu experience too. <laughs> it totally could be. It totally could be. And, and there could be nothing threatening at all going on in that dark street at night. So I think in, in that kind of moment, it's kind of pause, do a quick body scan, make a decision. And I think things with that, it's kind of like, well, if you play it out, it might, whether it's a gut instinct or not, it might just make the most sense to, can I get into a space in which my body feels more comfortable right now? How easy is it for me to walk a couple blocks over where there are better street lights and, and things like that. So yeah, you're right though. Sometimes there's really nothing going on and we have that feeling and it is kind of like, is this just from me watching too many movies or reading too many horror novels with this situation? That one's a little hard to say. And gut instinct could just be something too as something fun where you want to go buy something and people say oh For i sure. just followed my, my gut instinct so we're not just talking serious things this could actually be a playful thing too where you could play it on the side of humor i totally agree with that yeah again i, I guess was talking about like just when you do go shopping and you try something on, there are times that you try something on in the mirror and you just instantly, your confidence changes where you're just like, wow, this just fits right. Like I'm going to be able to walk into this party and feel great in this outfit. Not that your whole look and appearance doesn't change. <laughs> But there are times where you're just like, I'm going with my gut. I don't have to ask my friends their opinion of, do I look okay in this? It's just an instant of this feels good. And that's the thing about gut instincts is it, it is more of a feeling than a thought. It's this feels good, not I think that this looks good. It just it feels right. And I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's the color or if it's where the hem meets my leg or sometimes, again, you can't identify what it is. But when you feel it, you just know it. And a few guests have said when it's a gut instinct, there's just no doubt. I've had people say that like the, the hypnotherapist I had on said when he was first learning about hypnotherapy and there was a course coming up, he said, I need to do this. This is for me. And he was waiting tables out, out of, at the time when as wait staff can legally make less than minimum wage. So he was on a pretty fixed income and he was kind of like, I don't care how long it takes me to save the money. Like, I just know, like, if I do this, this is going to change my life beyond just kind of a new career path like this. And of course he said he was right. He 
he met his wife through some hypnotherapy stuff and it really helped him elevate himself to being more of his authentic self and being. And that's something that I feel comes out of this is that when you follow your gut, you're being your authentic self. You're not questioning your decisions. You're not going by others' opinions. You're not going by other norms. Like I think of when I I think it can get suppressed. Children have this. We we all have this, but ch- children are really good about kind of listening to themselves up until a certain age. And then it's go hug that family friend, go hug your uncle, do this, be polite. And you're kind of thinking, even if it feels icky, like, like, even if I don't want to, and we, we then kind of learn to suppress it. And I think now in the age of consent, some of that stuff is changing, but there are times where I think it does still happen where we're told, like, don't say that, don't do this. And you need to kind of be this certain way, even if you're feeling as yourself that that doesn't feel like the right thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. Now, do you think confidence could change your gut instinct where you're buying the clothes, you're acting like a better person, you're going to a higher status, you're maybe not going to regular dances, now you're going to balls. Do you believe that your gut instinct then can change with your confidence, higher confidence, better gut instinct, better gut changes? I do. I I do feel like when you're going with your gut and it is kind of that all knowing kind of no doubt feeling like I don't need to ask you if I look good in this outfit because I feel good in this outfit, your confidence is going to come through without you having to try so hard and have this kind of facade about it it's just naturally coming out and I feel that when you're making decisions that really feel authentic to yourself and there you don't have that doubt behind them then that does that's going to elevate your confidence and in a very genuine authentic way not having to try quite so hard with self-improvement just kind of naturally as you continue to go with these decisions that feel right to you in each moment that's going to help kind of build it up that way I think that we don't always know what we want again I think sometimes there's kind of programming of I'm supposed to want this car or I'm supposed to maybe in the opposite direction. I'm supposed to want to live in a tiny home off the grid. Like there, there's lots of different things that we can be influenced by. And sometimes I think we don't 
sit and listen to our own selves, especially in the distracted world that we live in now, where when we have a moment to listen to ourselves, we tend to pull out our phone and scroll instead. So I think that we don't always know how to be our genuine selves and we don't always know what it is that we really want. And if we really start becoming more mindful and living with more of our own intentions, then we might realize that car means nothing to me. I just want basic transportation or I want more space than what a tiny home provides or different different things. We all have our own core values and we need to really learn what ours are and live by them. And what I have learned from from my guests and just through this journey is how much to really take that pause to slow down and be mindful of where is this thinking coming from? What am I feeling? What comes up and kind of taking that, that time. This is a high caffeine moment where you get to know our guests. What was your first job? Wow. If we go way back, I guess my first job was I delivered the newspapers in my neighborhood. That would be like the first one when I was obviously when I was a little kid. And then I did a lot of babysitting. Is your favorite season? Winter. I love, (laughs) love, love, love the snow. I'm an avid skier. So I I love the outdoors. I love getting active out in the snow and then coming in and having hot chocolate by the fire. Yeah, winter. What is your favorite food? Ooh, that one. I'm going to say coconut milk ice cream. Who is your hero? Dr. Jane Goodall her (laughs) she's yeah (laughs) the I love these questions Jason because this is like don't think about it go with your gut just your first answer that comes to you so this is perfect (laughs) your favorite dessert again I'm I'm gonna go right back to the ice cream what time do you wake up I wake up around 7 7 30 what movie do you quote the most? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm not a big movie buff. Maybe Princess Bride? <laughs> but I'm kind of I'm kind of guessing. Are you a night in or are you a night out? I'm mostly a night in. An evening out, and then I early evening (laughs) are you a thinker or are you a doer i'm a doer do you learn by watching or do you learn by doing by doing do you dive in or tiptoe in when you're going swimming i tend to dive what is your guilty pleasure Ooh, guilty pleasure okay again gut instinct response 
I can't believe I'm going to reveal this one. Watching really cheesy, cheesy reality love shows that really have nothing to do with love. <laughs> but like there's there's one called like Love is Blind. It, it's very cheesy and it's just a dumb, guilty pleasure. I know that they're very much produced and people are on there to get famous and not really find relationships, but I can't help but get enthralled with them all. <laughs> what motivates you? Mother Nature, I would say. Yeah, just being outside, wandering around in, in Mother Nature. What is your deepest fear? Not so much death is that's part of the journey and experience, but I think the suffering that could possibly be put upon me before death. <laughs> Do you want to be remembered? I would like to be remembered for my deep sense of empathy and connection with others. On your gravestone, when you pass away, what's something you would want written for people to remember you that don't know you? Ooh, just something simple like she cared. Like I said, just kind of that, that empathy message. What do you care the most about? Ooh, speaking of care, right? I think kind of just societal connection that we are in this together and it just it takes a village and I think it's really important for people to realize and, and to care about that and it takes a village of for us speaking of Dr. Jane Goodall even for other species, right? Like it just, it takes a village, not just where that expression comes from of it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a, a village sometimes to also care for our elders and that we all need support and help from each other at times. And as do other species need our help and, and support as well and that's just that connection is really important to me that people care about that now you mentioned you're a skier what type of skiing yeah. do you do do you do downhill cross country what kind of skiing do you actually do so the form of skiing that i do is actually called telemarking so I, I grew up al the traditional alpine downhill skiing. And then I actually switched to snowboarding <laughs> for a few seasons. And then I actually switched from snowboarding to what's called telemarking. And telemarking is downhill skiing, but the bindings are different than the traditional alpine downhill bindings. And they are bindings where the heel of your foot and boot are free to come up. So it, some people say it looks like you're on cross country ski bindings going downhill. It's not quite, but the original ones I'm sure were like that. And it is pretty similar that way. 
So I would say for people that are interested that don't know what telemarking is, because a lot of people aren't familiar um, with that term of skiing, they could Google kind of an image of it, but that's that's the form of skiing I do. It is a form of downhill where I do go to lift serve mountains and um and do it that way. I've done cross country, but it's not my preference. Okay. And now how do people, if they want to know more about your podcast or if they want to know more about you as a person, how do they get a hold of you? Are you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn? Where are you and how do they reach you? Yeah, thanks so much, Jason. Yes, I can be found on Facebook and it's Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Last name is Jaslowich. It's J-A-S-L-O-W-I-C-H. And you can put in a friend request there. I also have a Facebook group for the podcast. And you can simply search for Facebook group Gut Instinct hyphen the podcast. And on Instagram, it's Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, Gut Instinct Pod. And from Gut Instinct, in the, I mean, from Instagram in the bio is a link to the podcast, but you can find Gut Instinct almost wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple, I'm on Google Podcasts, Art Radio, Podcast Addict. Amazon and Audible. You can just Google or wherever you listen to podcasts, look for Gut Instinct. And when do you guys release? Once a week, every other day? How often do you guys release on what days? Yeah, so it's twice a month on the 10th and 20th of each month. Please give us a five-star review. It does help out the podcast. Please visit the website SaturdayJavaWithJason.com If you want to contact us at SaturdayJavaWithJason at gmail.com Please subscribe and follow us. We are on all the major podcast sites. Until next time, have love, have fun, and have I octane coffee. Thanks for listening. Please come back next time for more fun and exciting guests.